Hello everybody out there. My name is Mike Sternberg and today we will be taking a closer look at Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 through 23. So thank you for joining us. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your son Jesus who spent time on this earth healing and teaching, but maybe more importantly spending time with people that needed him most and showing us how to love everyone. I pray that you will use this time today to teach us all about your word and what it means to have your word spread around. We ask that the Holy Spirit guides this time, and may the words I say today be from you, and anything not from you quickly forgotten. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hello everyone. We are looking at uh, the parable of the four soils today, and a lot of times I like to kind of look back and review what's been happening and we're kind of in the middle of Jesus' ministry lately in our series, and this basically means that Jesus has been busy teaching and healing, hanging out with sinners, and drawing a lot of negative attention from the religious leaders in the area. And the whole time, his band of friends are following him around, along with a crowd that I imagine is growing larger by the day. And again, all of this is bringing attention from the Pharisees and Sadducees watching Jesus every step very closely. So today's passage has Jesus again telling stories to a crowd of people following him around. And again, we are looking at Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. So later that same day, Jesus left the house and went down to the shore, where an immense crowd soon gathered. He got into a boat, where he sat and taught as the people listened on the shore. He told many stories, such as this one. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil, with underlying rock. The plants sprang up quickly, but they soon wilted beneath the hot sun and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. Other seeds fell upon thorns that shot up and choked out the tender blades. But some seeds fell on fertile soil and produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted." Anyone who is willing to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you always tell stories when he talked to the people? Then he explained to them, You have been permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others have not. To those who are open to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But to those who are not listening, even what they have will be taken away from them. That is why I tell these stories, because people see what I do, but... They don't really see. They hear what I say, but they don't really hear, and they don't understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, You will hear my words, but you will not understand. You will see what I do, but you will not perceive its meaning. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. I assure you, many prophets and godly people have longed to see and hear what you have seen and heard, but they could not. Now here is the explanation of the story I told about the farmer sowing grain. The seed that fell on the hard path represents those who hear the good news about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches the seeds away from their hearts. The rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But, like young plants in such soil, their roots don't grow very deep. At first they get along fine, but they wilt as soon as they have problems or are persecuted because they believe the word. 
The thorny ground represents those who hear and accept the good news, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares of this life and the lure of wealth, so no crop is produced. The good soil represents the hearts of those who truly accept God's message and produce a huge harvest, 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Well, the first thing I would say is, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate the fact that you told your story. And then right after that, you explained your story. I oftentimes wish the Bible had more of this. Like, here's a passage. Now, let me explain to all of you people what this is supposed to mean. Wouldn't that be nice? Anyway, today's story actually does seem pretty straightforward. The story is what the Bible calls a parable. As a child, I learned the definition of a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Well, basically, Jesus tells stories that make sense to the people of that day and still to us today to help us uh, explain or to help explain some pretty deep concepts. To be honest, some parables in the Bible still leave me scratching my head saying, huh? While some like today's seem more straightforward, but let's not kid ourselves, there's still a lot to unpack here. So today's passage starts in the first couple of verses with Jesus going for a walk down to the beach after a long day of teaching. And wouldn't you know it, an immense crowd follow him. Go figure. So Jesus gets into a boat, and if it's me, I say, see y'all, and I shove off. But but not Jesus, of course. He sits in that boat, which I guess has better acoustics, and he can sit down, and he continues telling story after story. And today's story would no doubt resonate with many of the local farmers in the area. And growing up in West Michigan, I can follow Jesus on this one as he discusses the different soil types. And while I definitely do not have a green thumb, this stuff does make sense. So one of the first things I notice is that my Bible calls this the parable of the four soils, not the parable of the seed. But my attention first is drawn to thinking about seeds. They're, they're so small, but very powerful, of course, just like God's word. And I love how Jesus does not say that the farmer planted the seeds. He says the farmer scattered the seeds. I like to picture things in my mind, and, and this makes sense, uh, the farmer scattering and throwing seeds. Um, especially when I draw a parallel to sharing God's word with people. Our job is to not always neatly discuss the word in a nice outline or better yet with bullet points and then have a question and answer period followed by the baptism of a new believer. Nope. Our job is to scatter those seeds, throw out nuggets of God's love story to whoever, whenever, and wherever we can. Scattering seeds. How does that happen in life? Well, this leads to one of my favorite quotes of all time by a real tough guy named Francis of Assisi. I wouldn't like that name, Mike of Assisi. I'm sure kindergarten was rough for that guy. Um, Anyway, Francis of Assisi says, Preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. What? Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. So it sounds like we should always do our best to live out the gospel and not just preach to people. A side note here, thinking back to that farmer, did he stand there and judge the different soils before planting? Did he say, hmm, that soil doesn't look good to me? I think we can all take a lesson away from that. It's not our job to judge people. Um, Even though I know in real life, farmers do very much look at the soil and do a lot of work to prepare it. So anyway, I get sidetracked sometimes. So looking back at the first soil, later in this explanation, Jesus comments that when the seed falls on the first soil on the path, Um, It represents people that hear the good news about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches the seed away from their hearts. I picture a hardened walkway where workers or others have been walking along and the soil is all packed down. And I can picture the seeds just laying on top of that hardened path. 
Some commentators link this to the idea of being hard-hearted. And kind of in the middle of the passage today, the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, why do you always tell stories? And Jesus replies and basically says, back off. You guys might know more than others do, but let me just do my thing. That would be my version of what happened there. But Jesus himself then refers to an Old Testament passage talking about hearts, uh, hearts being hardened. And we know that in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 tells about Satan blinding the minds of those who don't believe. So they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. And Hebrews 3.13 tells us that our hearts are hardened by our own sin, which of course is from the devil. And even early in the Old Testament, it talks in Exodus about Pharaoh's heart being hardened. So one fact we need to understand is that some people will not accept the truth, at least not right away. This might be because their hearts are hardened for a variety of reasons, but with time, that soil might soften. Looking back on my life, I know I have gone through some low times where my heart was hardened for a variety of reasons. God understands, and he watches over us, leading us back to him. With time, hearts can soften again, so keep praying for that loved one that might need this. Well, back in verse 5, again, it says the second soil type is shallow with underlying rock. The plants shoot up quickly, but also die quickly because the shallow soil does not support deep roots. There are inevitably going to be rocks in life. These rocks cause short roots. Some people, the Bible says, receive the good news, but as soon as it gets hot, they wither, so to speak. Their roots or their faith is not deep enough to withstand the struggles. In a simple way, this makes me think of things like teaching our kids to ride a bike which I admit that my wife Laura took the brunt of. Two of our kids learned very quickly and easily, and most importantly, painlessly, but, but one of our kids um, struggled a little bit more. Um, falling on their first few tries meant a lot more reluctance to try and a much longer training, and such is life. But having struggles early on before success led to much more difficulty learning to ride that bike. Wait, could this ever be me? Sure, it's easy to be a Christian when life is easy and good, but when bad things happen... What happens to my faith? Here's another side note. I do believe it's okay to question God, to be angry with God, yell at God. He can handle it, but knowing that God loves us should never change. So I understand when people in this broken world struggle to accept the concept of a loving God when they have seen heartbreak. Moving on to soil number three in verse seven, Jesus' parable talks about that third soil. It might be fine, but thorns grow up and choke out the plant. Oh boy, I think of my, um, I actually fall into this soil too at um, different times. Jesus explains that this soil is good. The new believer is excited to accept the truth. But when the world, then the world gets in the way. Day-to-day life, stresses, busyness, specific worries or desires for the cares of this life or the lures of money, maybe even good things like being busy doing God activities can choke out our spiritual life. I definitely fall into this trap. Busy, busy, busy. All good stuff, but oops, I forgot to read my Bible again today. Okay, a quick prayer here and there will help. So busy and all good stuff. Maybe you sometimes feel this way. And finally, the fourth soil. In verse 8, Jesus mentions that, of course, some of the seeds land in good soil and they provide bumper crops. This, of course, refers to people who hear the good message and truly accept it. Their hearts have not been hardened like the path of soil number one. Their hearts are not shallow like the roots of soil number two. And their hearts are not consumed with the busyness and worries of the thorns of soil number three. They hear and accept the word. Then as time goes on, they continue to get the nutrition they need to grow to be a nice productive plant. Well, what a nice story, Jesus. This actually does help a lot. So you're telling us, you're telling me that I should just do my thing and spread your story to everyone. And those who are ready will get it, but others might not. I guess it's not my problem then. Just keep throwing those seeds around. But wait, Jesus, I assume that I'm the farmer spreading God's word, right? Isn't that the point? Or is it possible that I also could be the soil? And maybe could I sadly even possibly be used as a thorn for someone else at times? 
Who am I in this story? Who are we? And like many times in life, I picture Jesus smiling at me and saying, Mike, you have no clue. You are all of them. You're the farmer. You're certainly the soil. You're probably all types of different times, uh, different types of soils. So God help me. Help us all. Let's pray. Father, we again thank you for parables. They really do help us. We ask that you help us remember that the seeds in your story are perfect. There was never a problem with the seed, just like your word. And help us to remember that our job is definitely to help spread the seeds everywhere we go, both with our words and even more importantly, with our actions. And for those times when we are not soil number four, when our hearts are hardened by sin or our faith is too shallow or we are too obsessed and worried with things of this world, we pray for a fellow farmer to come alongside us and help plant more seeds in us to come beside us and show us your love until we are ready to become that fertile soil. I thank you again for your stories, Lord, and for the way you explain this one to us. That makes it much easier. We love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. May God bless you so that you may help bless others. Have a great day.